in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. Uh, this is truly one of my favorite times uh, of the year, and uh, uh, I can think of no greater place to be than to be right here, truly, with my true family, and that is the people here of Mission Church. As millions of people uh, gather this morning um, around a tree, I think it's extremely important for us to gather this morning as eternal family in Jesus around a table. Because ultimately, a, a tree is a great thing. Um, the tree is only as good, though, if that tree points to the person and, and work of Jesus here this morning. And so, um, man, thank you for gathering with us. Thank you for bringing your families with us. Kids, look up here. Merry Christmas. Like, we're glad that you are here, okay? And I promise, this is the, you have come to mission on the right day. This will be the shortest sermon I've ever preached. All right? Merry Christmas to you, parents. Hey, y'all keep it up. Keep up that laughing. We can change that, because right now I'm still up here. All right? So be careful. Don't be Grinch toward my Christmas sermon here. All right? If you have a Bible... And if you would turn with me, we're going to read a section in Matthew, and then we're going to read the famous birth narrative found in Luke. Um, but if you will turn me to the Gospel of Matthew, which we as a church have been doing uh, for uh, almost a year now. Um, in Matthew chapter 1, this is what it states in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken to the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name. Say it with me. Emmanuel, or Jesus, hey, well, that's good, alright? Flip over to Luke, and then we're going to go back to Matthew. So Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. It kind of picks up where Joseph leaves off several months later. Chapter 2, verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world shall be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each in his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child, 
And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling, swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room or place for them in the end. And in that same region there were shepherds out on the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were fear, filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swallowing clothes, cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into, the, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, who had, uh, had been told them concerning this child. Excuse me. They saw, found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in their heart, her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. If we flip back to the passage in Matthew quickly this morning, we see a few things as we have looked over the course of the last several weeks as Mission Church that we have seen in the first Sunday of Advent, this expectation that people had for Jesus the Messiah to come and that we have for Jesus in his return. We have witnessed the, the preparation needed in our hearts but ultimately, the preparation that comes from God. We have seen that in the whole council of Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, that the, the gospel, the person and work of Jesus has been proclaimed throughout history, and what God has proclaimed has come true. We have seen the revelation in John chapter 1 that the Word was God and the Word was with God, that Jesus is that Word and that Jesus has always been. And yet this morning we join with brothers and sisters all over the globe in what? In celebration that that long-awaited, expected Messiah has come and His name is Jesus. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, we see something particular that has never been conceived of before. But this Jesus, this Messiah, this baby is what? Conceived of the Holy Spirit. And because it is from God, because it is of God, because He is God, then therefore He is Emmanuel. And who is Emmanuel? God with us. 
But notice, brothers and sisters in Christ, that already in Matthew, right here in the birth narrative, in the very first chapter after the genealogy, it is foretelling that Jesus is going to be born, and yet what is it already foreshadowing? What is it already foretelling? It is talking about the very mission of God on this earth, the mission of Jesus in this passage where it says in verse 21, she will bear a what? A son. And you shall call his name, kids, what is it? Jesus. Good Bible answer right there. Jesus, for he will save who? His people from their what? Their sins. From their sins. Break down that passage, underline, circle it. For he will. Jesus is coming with a purpose. Jesus has a plan. He has come to do something very particular, and that is to save. And yet, he is saving a particular people. He is saving those who are his people. But what is he saving them from? There are lots of people this morning that want to be saved from a lot of things. Probably heaps and piles of of wrapping paper, um, debt, right? In-laws that you pretend to like, all of those things are happening around a tree as people put on fake smiles, all right? We're all wanting to be saved from something, but, but God knows that there is something greater than those things that we need to be saved from, that people need to be saved from their sins. We can never get tired of hearing that. See, Christmas is, boys and girls, about gifts. It is. It's about Two gifts. One gift that is very difficult to receive this morning. And then another gift that is glorious to receive. See, one gift, like many of us, have you ever gotten a difficult gift? Someone, your grandmother, gives you something extremely strange, and you open it in front of her, and she asks you how you like it, and you lie and say you love it, right? Um, you, um, you get some sweater that's got some weird picture on it, or, or husband, something you never do to your wife is give her the gift of a gym membership that she's never asked for. That is never wise to do that. Or fruitcake, we still haven't figured out what in the heck that is, all right? But you get it, you receive it, and some of those things can be difficult to receive this morning please and all the lights and all the tinsels and all of this idea that if you put a little love in your heart that we can make the world a better place I want you to know that that is deception see the gift that is the gift of Christmas that is difficult to receive is this one Christmas reveals the true nature of the darkness of our world and of our hearts That is hard to get this morning. That is hard to open up this morning. But yet Christmas does that. It is hard to receive that gift this morning. And it is a gift, and I'll explain why in just a moment. It is hard to receive the gift of truth this morning that the world is dark and that our hearts are wretched. Why? Because receiving that gift forces us to admit to our brokenness, to admit to our weakness, and to admit to our desperate need for help. But Christmas, 
Oh, boys and girls, my favorite gift of Christmas this morning is, is, is the easy gift, the easy gift of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that what we could not do in our brokenness, in our weakness, in our desperate need of help, that God does not leave us wandering in the wilderness. He does not leave us wandering in the darkness. No, he leads us to the person and work of Jesus. Why? By sending his very self into the darkness into the brokenness, into the weakness, into the the desperate state of humanity that Christmas is to reveal. When Jesus came, let us not forget there was was a, 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 you know, just a terrible king that was in charge that was calling for little boys to be murdered. This is darkness. The people of God were enslaved and Christmas reveals that darkness and yet shows us that there is an answer to the darkness it is the light of Christ it is the person and work of Jesus Christmas reveals uh, two realities it reveals something about us it reveals that we ourselves in our sinful state could not save us We could not restore and reconcile our relationship with God. God had to do something. So something is revealed about us and something is revealed about God. Read it again. What does it say? Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Darkness and light. There is hope in the darkness. There is hope in the difficulty, but it is the person and work of Jesus. One of my favorite authors and pastors, Tim Keller, says this, Christmas means that we are so lost, so unable to save ourselves that nothing, nothing less than the death of the Son of God himself could save us. That means you are, you're not somebody who can pull yourself together and live a moral and good life. The message of, of Christmas, the message of Christianity is this. Instead of things really are this bad and we can't heal or save ourselves, in the midst of that truth, it states this. Things really are this dark. Nevertheless, there is hope. The Christmas message is that on uh, on, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Jesus has come. And it's here in the Christmas story. See, Jesus this morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus has not come to save you from a terrible government system. No, Jesus has not come to save you from tyranny. No, Jesus has not come to save you from terrorism or sickness this morning. No, Christmas, the birth of Jesus, immediately from chapter 1 in Matthew's gospel is already pointing to the cross and to the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, the atoning sacrifice. Jesus, the one who took you and my, your and my punishment, our punishment, the death that we deserve for our sin, Jesus comes into that 
darkness. The ultimate gift is eternal life with Jesus, not from ease of your current suffering and pain, but ultimate gift of Christmas is the realization of the truth. Because you know what? Jesus could have left us in that darkness. He would have been completely moral and ethically in his identity and in his character to leave us in that darkness. But the gift of Christmas is to recognize your sinfulness, my sinfulness, and yet, and however, in the midst of that, what does Jesus do? He comes to save his people. It's not a if he will save. It's not a possibility of salvation. No, brothers and sisters, the gift of Christmas is he will do it. He is going to save his people. He starts out with this many. He is going to end with this many. And there is no ups and downs, ebbs and flows, valleys and mountains that can ruin or, or destroy, the, the, destroy the mission of Jesus. He will save his people. Merry Christmas. Get that this morning. Kids, get that this morning, that it is about Jesus. He has saved us from our sins. The birth is only as good and as valuable as the cross and the resurrection. So this morning, you, like many people around us, may believe that Jesus was laid in the manger. But this morning, as an act of response, I ask you this question. Does he live in your heart? He was laid in a feeding trough. You believe that. You got pictures of it. You got a, a city that places that at the center of our, 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 our town square, a nativity scene. You can believe that he was laid there. You can believe that he was a real person. You can believe in Mary and you can believe in Joseph. He was laid in that manger, but does he live in your hearts this morning? Man, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I can think of no greater experience on a Christmas Sunday morning than to think about God redeeming and resurrecting a broken heart, what you could not do for yourself, Jesus does for you. And if he is summonsing you from life into death this morning, may you come in humility, may your pride be destroyed this morning as you lay before God in this moment the realization of who you are, but even greater of who he is. If you're a believer this morning and you are struggling, you're wrestling as some of us are, I encourage you this morning to see the eternal, to begin with the end in mind, to see the ultimate goal here is to be with God. And so no matter what sin or life or death brings before you in this earthly life, nothing can separate you from the love of God this morning That for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. So don't just believe that a baby was laid in a manger, but know that this Jesus lives in your heart. Merry Christmas. Let's pray.